1: What's up, guys? Welcome into another edition of Bogey Free. I'm your host, Matt Jones. You can find me on Twitter at mattjonestfr and we are coming at you with some players championship week this week fifth uh, fifth major all that good stuff uh a hopefully familiar course for a lot of people and um yeah hopefully we can uh we can pick a winner here and uh and and get in the green on draftkings too uh joining me tonight is of course the one and only evan cheney you can find him on twitter at echaney 69 still for some reason what's up man how's it going
2: that's a permanent fixture. That is that is never going to change. I've, I, I I've never
1: missed it. the number seventeen so much. Oh yeah. Just forcing forcing me to say this every week is uh, is a lot to handle.
2: Well, that's the point. I I only change it so that you have to say it, right? <laughs> no, so that all, I mean,
1: I yeah. think that that might be a significant chunk of the reason. It could be. Um, but yeah, thanks for uh, thanks for letting me letting me beat you uh, last week in the draft.
2: Yeah, that was, that was bad. I only had three of six.
1: Yeah, that was so. rough. Um, I, w- I would have tweeted out the results, but uh, Rick uh, pulled the old switcheroo and, uh, and didn't, didn't put in his drafted lineup. So uh, it's, it's an unofficial win for me, unfortunately. I hope um, he
2: won money, though. I hope he won a lot of money with yeah.
1: that line. I mean, it was it was a really good lineup. So yeah. um that he that he entered, not necessarily that he drafted, but the one that he <laughs> the one that he entered was really good. So yeah. Um yeah, hopefully, hopefully he made some uh made some cash off of that one. Uh and just just on an incredible run of uh of guests. We're continuing it tonight. Uh you know him on Twitter at Luke Sweated Out. What's up, Luke? How we doing tonight, man?
3: Doing fantastic. I'm really happy to be here. I can't believe that uh, I have to follow Pat and and Rick, but actually I I volunteer for that. So really, I have only myself to uh, blame slash thank for that.
1: Yeah, for sure. I appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate you making the time. I know we've uh, we've followed each other for a while, back and forth, uh, and I know we interact every so often. But it's nice to put a put a face to the name and uh, and get you on to pick your brain a little bit.
3: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. I'm just trying to you know get my name out there. I don't have a bunch of things to plug. Um, I'm not writing for anybody or podcasting. So I just got, I got my Twitter account and that's, that's my baby. So I, uh, any, time any exposure is good exposure right now.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. And I, uh, I, I also do have to say just, just one of the best, uh, one of the best backgrounds uh, of any guests that we've had so far. I'm, yeah. um, I'm thoroughly enjoying. Uh, I saw you tweeted it out. I, I don't know if it was yesterday or this morning, Um, just, just real sick. Just loving it.
3: Thanks, man. Yeah. I got the, uh, golfer paradise hit me with some very nicely targeted ads on Instagram. And I, I kept seeing them and I was like, all right, fine. I will buy your shit, send it to me, whatever. Let's, let's get it up. And then obviously we got to rep the woo at all times.
1: There you go. Yeah, man. Really, really good stuff. Uh, so you're going to have to, uh, now that you have that, that backdrop, you're definitely going to have to get on more shows and, uh, and show it off for, uh, for whoever is, whoever's willing to uh, check it out. Um, yeah, but hey, anybody who wants me on, I'm, I'm there. I'll make time. But really make sure you, you're following Luke on Twitter. Uh, really good. Follow puts out his, uh, his cards every week and uh, definitely some entertaining stuff on his feed. So make sure you are checking him out. Um, and let's, uh, let's, let's spin this wheel and, uh, and jump right into it. We're going to get started here with our draft. Um Say all right, here we go. I don't know what's up with this thing. If, like some weeks it takes two seconds, and some weeks it spins for. I, I
2: think minutes. the mainstream excuse nowadays is that you just have to say that it's in beta.
1: <laughs> I knew you were gonna You're gonna say right, that. So. I mean, pick, I got, so. I got that, uh, I got that, those Lamello bucks that I saw. I can't really complain about anything How? being
2: in beta. What? What? Well, I mean, I, and
1: the next spin every two hours.
2: <laughs> I mean, we could talk all day about that if you really want to. Let's go. Right. Uh,
1: as I, as I said last week, the worst possible. My least favorite spot to draft from is right in the middle there. So, all right, let's uh, let's pull this up. Ev, you can um, you can get us started here with the one hundred and one. Um, man, just this is like the first you know really strong field uh, that we've had, and I feel like I usually I feel like I usually know exactly where you're going, but. This week I'm uh, not so sure. So no, this is
2: this field is incredibly deep, and the pricing. I mean, it's you can do a lot, right? So I, I don't think we're getting any of the Adam Longs of the world into the lineup this week. Um, I Adam
3: three last week, watch him win. Bad.
2: <laughs>
3: he, <laughs> he's gonna he's win this week. <laughs>
2: oh yeah, God bless. Um, but I think with the first pick, I want to go Rom here. Um. I mean, I don't have to explain them too much. A lot of what I think I'm going to prioritize, and I think this is worth talking about just a little bit, um, is going to be uh, accuracy off the tee. Um, the thing is, when we look at a, a metric like strokes gained off the tee, that is kind of a flawed metric this week, only because it's taking distance into account, right? So we can, so it, any model you look at, and I, you know, and I, I'm all I'm all for projections and everything, of course. But like any model that you look at, is going to take strokes gained off the tee into account, and that takes distance, and that's going to overweight guys like Bryson. Um, of course, Bryson just won too, so that's there's that. But like his his strokes gained off the tee numbers are going to pop in models and make him a lot better than he kind of should be at a at a course that values accuracy over distance. Um, so that's kind of just a note that we should have out there. And that's how, that's how I'm going to build lineups this week. Okay.
1: All right. I think I am gonna, I'm going to roll with, with JT here. 9,900, I think is just, I mean, I don't know. I, I I get that he's sort of been lagging a little bit. um, But I mean, as, as much win equity as, as anybody, in my opinion, I think, just about everybody on uh, on golf Twitter has an outright on uh, on JT this week it feels like so um, yeah I can't I can't miss out and I can't really argue with it so uh, 9900 is too low of a price and I think I could potentially get somebody more expensive on the way back if uh, depending on where Luke goes here so uh, I'll see if I end up going stars and scrubs or, uh, or a little bit more balanced depending on where Luke goes
2: mmm
3: So yeah, I'm, I'm going to go, I think with the balanced route and, and what Evan said about the, uh, the accuracy off the tee, I think is really important Um, on data golf, their relative importance of, of, you know, factors, it was just completely spiked for driving accuracy. And so I think that you're right. Uh, You're, you're hit that one on the head. So I'm actually, I'm just a guy who doesn't like the top of the board in general. We'll talk about that later when we talk about the betting cards, but I think I'm just going to go with my two favorite plays of the week just in general. Um, I'm going to go Morikawa and can in this back-to-back spot.
4: Okay.
3: Nice. I Morikawa. Mean, we, we know what he does off the tee. I mean, it's pretty, it's not long, but it doesn't have to be long here. He, he keeps it in play. Um, obviously the irons are as good as anybody. And then uh, can't is, is just a, ball strike and wizard and, and I don't expect him to be in too much trouble off the tee. So I think those ones are pretty pretty self explanatory.
1: Yeah, for sure. I don't know why I just put Morikawa in twice. So let me fix that. I'll take that. him twice. He said, you said you <laughs> said can't wait. so here we go. Um yeah, I mean again, no no arguments, uh no arguments there. It usually takes till Evan's like third or fourth pick until I we you know we start getting real gross. So well
2: the the uh, comedy I don't well, think there's gonna be as much comedy this week. There might be some. No, but...
1: There's there's too many good golfers in the field this week for you to make these boneheaded decisions. That's the problem. <laughs> I
2: can still do it. At, at this point, I might do it for the meme, but like
1: no. Um, all right. So I got JT. I think I am going to um I'm kind of at like a coin flip here between uh Webb and Fino. And I feel like I kind of, like, I just have to go with Fee now. I think that he's going to be, you know, LOL, not going to win, whatever. Um, but, you know, at a certain point, you have to value his consistency and top finishes, um, at least from a DraftKings perspective. Again, you know, maybe maybe you don't want to put an outright on him because you don't think that he can win. That's, that's a different conversation. Um, but 9,100 is just...
0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: Too cheap. And he actually has the highest, uh, he has the best power ranking score uh, in the field this week for me. So um, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with Fee now. All right, I've you got two in a row here, bud.
2: Yeah. So, okay, so to start off with, I think Sanjay. Sanjay seems pretty ideal for this uh, course. Again, he's another guy that's going to be, who's not going to be the longest off the tee, but, like, right now, if we're looking at his past six months, um, he's tops in the field in good drives gained, if you're looking at the fantasy national metrics. And in that same time frame, he's sixth in fairways gained.
4: Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcast.
2: Um, off the tee. So, I, I mean, you can't ask for much more at a course that values driving accuracy as much as uh, this one does. And then I'm kind of struggling with this next because the way the lineup's going to build out, it's kind of um, the next few guys are going to have to be like, you know, low eights, high sevens um, to make the rest of the lineup work. But I think I'm willing to go with Matthew Fitzpatrick um, coming into this one. He I had some notes here. Right, so he's, I mean, I, he's gaining strokes pretty much everywhere. Again, in his last, like he's, if we're looking at data golf's, uh strokes gain metrics, which is all uh, relative to the fields that they participate in, um, he's been very strong putting, uh, very strong around the green, strong overall, so like, for eighty two hundred, that seems pretty cheap. Also, speaking of putting, have they figured out a grass situation yet? Ooh. Oh, Ooh. God. We're gonna, we're gonna we are going to set that up. Yeah, can,
1: can we get an eagle in here, please? <laughs> pa- paging Doctor Nagel. Um, now, I listen. I mean, it, realistically, I like there are a few guys at the tails that I think it makes like a, a decent uh, difference for. Um, if we don't know what kind of grass it is, like, why, like why would we pay that much? Like, if if we can't get a straight answer, like, why would we be like, oh, well, it it's overseeded. So it has to be like these Bermuda guys are going to be the ones or whatever. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I don't, have, I don't really, have the bandwidth
2: to but is figure there that this much, out. I'm sorry. No, it's like, is there that much research, though, to suggest that the grass like are there enough is there enough of a sample size to suggest grass splits on putting like are there i mean on a couple
3: guys like like matt said there's a couple guys where it's, it's very stark differences and it's yeah. it's pretty clear yeah. that like you know i mean keith mitchell does not like poa i mean we can we can kind of you know we know that but i i think that a lot of times it's like a good putter is a good putter right a guy who has a good putting stroke the ball starts out on the right line and then it's a matter of, of did he make the right read? And, and sure. It's like on certain, on certain grasses that are grainy or POA with the kind of seeds or whatever your, your putts may wiggle offline, but if you've got good feel most of the time, you're going to be a good putter on all grass. That's kind of my, that's my take on it.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like anything. Look, we, we have a, a decent amount of data. I think for a lot of this stuff, um just overall, like each of the strokes game categories where you can kind of like deal with the flaws of, um, of looking at those numbers the way that they're presented. Once you start splitting out too much, like in my opinion, I think that you're really cutting into your sample size. And I haven't done, I haven't like really, I haven't done a ton um, of research into like how predictive those differences are. Um, so I just feel like, you know, like I said, at the tails, I think that there, there are definitely a handful of guys like you, like you mentioned Mitchell, like I'm not going to play, I'm mostly not going to play him anyway, but I'm not going to (laughs) play him. Uh, you know, on on the West coast, like, like, I'm just not, I'm not going to do it. I'm going to play him when it's Bermuda. Um, I, I just think that it's, I think we're splitting hairs to a point where like, like you said, if they're. If they're good, they're going to be good. Like we should just trust. Like after a while, we know who can actually putt, who can hit it off the tee. All this, right? Like we we know. Um, sure. So yeah, I don't, I don't particularly, uh, I don't particularly pay too much attention to that. Just because it's again, I mean, how much, how much predictive are you getting out of this anyway? Like, are you improving your model by like one percent? Like, I don't know.
3: <laughs> I mean, I think that a lot of people missed out on Colin Morikawa's win because they looked at his Bermuda putting splits, and he's yeah. terrible. And so they're like, well, I can't play Colin Morikawa at concession, and that did not work out
1: very well. Yeah, and he's also, like, 12. So, like, maybe we don't know, like, what his, <laughs> like what his good splits are yet because he's – been on tour for two years. Like we, we don't know a ton. Like, yeah. If you're, if you're Phil Mickelson and you know, you're, you're losing strokes on Bermuda and gaining strokes on POA after 25 years, then you're like, yeah, that's probably a thing. Right. right. Um, all right. I am going to, I'm going to dip down and draft the, uh, the cheapest guy that we've selected so far and go with Neiman, um, 7,700. I just think is, is far too cheap. Um, at some point I'm going to have to uh, probably not just take the guys who I think are too cheap, but I'm, I'm still going to do it now because Neiman is too cheap. Walking Neiman. What a stud that kid is. huh? <laughs> you Speaking like of v- 12 year olds.
3: Wouldn't you like to be him though? Oh yeah. yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to do a little bit of a, a price play here, you know, drop down a little bit, make sure I can fit all my guys in. I'm going to go Abe Answer <sighs> 75 hunge. That's that's killing me. Yeah, I'm, I'm I sorry. So I had, to, I, had to, I had to get ahead of the curve on that one. <laughs> well, that's um, fun.
1: That's fun.
3: And then I'm going to go I'm, I got to add a Sun Devil to the team and I'm it's not going to be Phil Mickelson. It's going to be Paul Casey.
1: Like okay. Just was say, it uh, you that, were, that tweeted out about the drive or whatever that he had on Instagram?
3: Yeah, I was watching that, his Instagram. So <laughs> I don't know where he got that uh, wooden driver from some dude who makes wooden drivers, I guess. I don't know. And he was he hit uh, three of them on the range, and all of them were like over 325. He had, they were showing the track man after he hit it, every one of them, and he said he was trying to get a 300-yard carry, and his third one was 300.8 and I didn't see they, they didn't have the metrics on of how like if it was pulled or pushed or whatever. But I mean,
1: smash yeah, that's it. Pretty impressive.
3: Yeah, I don't think I don't think we need to roll back equipment if people can hit 330 yard wooden drivers too. Like, yeah, that's, that's that's a whole nother.
1: Like, that's that bugs on. me too. It's yeah, like these yeah. these guys are These guys are monsters Even the guys yeah. who you don't think hit very far If you played, you know the, If average Joe DFS uh, golf player <laughs> Went out on the course with them They'd be getting out drove by 60 yards on every hole Like give me a break
3: <laughs> Yeah, these guys can pull sticks out of the trees And hit it <laughs> yards.
1: Like, come on. Um, Yeah, for sure Alright, I am I'm gonna go, I'm gonna stay in this range here And I'm gonna go with Mr. Corey Connors oh, come um 70 again like <laughs> the, this the, these prices came out um like obviously uh too <laughs> too early because Corey Connors should not be 7,400 dollars the way that he's uh, he's currently playing um yeah so I'll I'll just I'll just take that that third That third place finish last week. He gained what, like seven strokes on approach. Um, He hasn't lost strokes on approach since like August or something stupid. Like it's, it's just I'm gonna, I'm gonna deal with the, uh, the tilt with the putting.
3: (laughs) Doesn't matter what kind of putting it, the putting surface it is. Corey Connors is going to suck, but exactly, you you just just deal, deal with that, you know.
2: Before you people take any more of my top players, <laughs> I gotta lock one of them in. One of them in now, and that's Russell Henley. Oh, um, nice. Yeah, I mean he's. Where did I find him? I mean, yeah, he's like thirteenth in this field in fairways gained, twentieth in good drives, and if we want to look at his overall metrics from. Uh, uh, what is it the data golf strokes game tool i mean he's gaining a ton of strokes and relative to this field t to green and on approach i mean like top of the field type numbers and you're getting that from yep. 7400 that's way too cheap um and i guess i'd have to go billy ho oh for for my next pick here after that um It doesn't stand out as much as some of my other players have in terms of the uh, fairways gained relative to the field, but there's a strong game all around here uh, regardless, right? I mean, off the tee, he's gaining half a stroke around. Putting, he's gaining, you know, 0.3 strokes. So, I mean, for for 7,700, that's too cheap for a player with this type of skill set. His talent level
3: is just a little bit better than some other people on the outside of the ropes too.
2: Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Let's see. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to get a little, I'm going to get a little wacky here and I'm going to go with Bryson. Um, yeah, I just,
2: it's a good, it's a good pick that could work. Like obviously it can work. It's just, does he end up having his little temper tantrums, you know, after a few bad drives that's what you have to ask yourself and that's not just for you i mean that's for anyone that's for that's for everyone so
3: yeah you know i kind of didn't like bryson last week because i thought that api kind of is the same type of a course where it kind of limits your distance right there's a lot of forced layups and and things like that so i thought distance was going to be neutralized last week kind of like we were we've been talking about with this week and apparently that wasn't the case you can just bomb it over (laughs) the the ocean and or the, yeah. or the lake, whatever. Um I, I don't I don't mind that play at all.
1: And then I, I have a, a nice little uh low six play that I wanted to talk about. So this this got me there. So it's perfect. All right Luke round ra- round out your team there. For for those of you that are listening, Luke has Morikawa, Cantley, Answer, and Casey so far, and he is going to close it out with
3: so this is kind of going against my brand. This is an anti-brand play um, for me, and I can't believe I'm even going there. But I'm gonna go with Jason Day. Jason mm-hmm. Day, you know, has won this event before. He's actually playing some pretty solid golf. You know, I a couple weeks ago I got into a whole thing with Wiley about it, how he was gonna miss the cut at, uh, at Pebble, and you know, because I was, I just thought he was hurt. I thought his back was messed up clearly he's had, you know, extensive back issues and he was just missing all these cuts. And I was, I was pretty sure it was his back. And then he's just kind of been playing really solid golf. And, and a lot of the, you know, he popped in, in my little model that I ran. I didn't, you know, his, his strokes gain on Pete Dye courses are pretty solid. I am a, I'm a course purist kind of a guy. So, um, his Pete Dye numbers are good His par four, 450 to 500 is pretty solid, um you know short game he's a he's a wizard and i think that you know a lot of these holes have have the bunkers all around and and i think that he's just going to be able to avoid the bogeys and um hopefully keep it out of the water and, and just avoid big numbers so we're going jason day and then the course purist and me it makes me take Siwoo kim another Pete die i knew stadium course um i just got the 60 to 1 winner at the amex so i'm not going to not be on siwu and i don't know if you guys have noticed a pattern in my team but it's also my betting card
1: (laughs) there you go (laughs) um yeah solid solid team i i wrote up siwu uh in the article this week again um just like he's gonna have you know, all of these miscut miscuts in his range of outcomes, but he's also going to have all of these top fives. Like he is, he's very, uh, very volatile, which is totally fine on draft Kings. That's what you want. When, when you, when you hit on a guy like that, uh, at 7,200, you're, you're, you're a ton of leverage on the field, regardless of ownership, just from a price perspective. If you, if you have a good team elsewhere, like you're going to do fine. Yep. Um, all right. I am, uh, I am going with my little Dougie here. Where is he? Sixty-two hundred filled out. Filled out the roster. Uh, look, I mean, this is, is one it gross? of my picks. Is it gross? <sighs> Maybe it might be gross, but I mean, he's he's made ten to thirteen cuts, uh, you know, since the since the fall swing started, and. You know, I it, it got me it got me all this extra win equity with Bryson, um, whereas I probably could have, you know, stuck in like the mid sevens. Um, but all my all my favorite guys were already taken. Like if Answer was still there, uh, I probably wouldn't have gone Bryson. But I, you know, I wanted to see what I could do here. So probably going to be five of six. Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, hopefully, I have the winner in there somewhere. <laughs> All right, I've round us out. What do you What do you have left here? Seventy five.
2: Yeah, so I can uh, I can pick the Luke, Lucas Glover's of the world. Oh no, 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 no. We're not going. Nah, no, no. Sorry, <laughs> is he? Did he even qualify in the, the field? Oh yeah, he is. I see him. Yeah, uh, Sergio though. <laughs> nice. I want nice. Cer- to go. I want to go Sergio to round this one out. Um, again, he. I mean, he's not, you know, the best in the field in terms of like, the uh, the good drives, but. What he does do well is everything else, right? I mean, he's gaining strokes off the tee, which is still a good thing, right? Tee to green, like a stroke and a half per round um, in his last six months. So it's like, as long as the putting doesn't kill me, and I don't think it will, I'm hoping it won't, you know, so he should be a good play. And at 75, it's like, I'm willing to take the gamble.
1: Yeah, I think I think that's totally reasonable. He's he's on my card. We'll talk about him uh, shortly. Not, not now, right? Um, yeah. Look, I mean, this is probably your least disgusting team of the year so far. Well,
2: I haven't I mean, had I think, to dip into the into the $60, 200 hundred dollar range.
1: Yeah, I mean, but but from just like I mean, I guess this has a lot. This is also a function of. Just the fact that there are so many good golfers in the field, yeah. so you, also, you can't you can't get that gross. But that's true.
2: Also, I'm proud of you. thank you. But also, last time you complimented my team, it was the first time I had lost our contest all season.
1: So you're noticing something here. All right. So it didn't. I, I couldn't sneak that one by you. But all right. Well, well either already, way, you,
2: you already blessed the curse on the team. It Doesn't matter <laughs> if I explain it.
1: <laughs> yeah. No. I think I think you're going to do really well, Evan. I'm really proud of you. I um, just okay. watching you grow over the last few years has just been really, really great. Yes. Um, it looks like, it looks like maybe you even, nah, you didn't make the bed this morning. Never mind. I was going to say maybe you made the bed, but no.
2: What bed are we talking about? Behind you. Oh, oh, the bed. I thought you said the bed. Yeah, no, 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 the bed the has bed. never been made.
3: No. Do you also need help mounting that TV? I'm, I'm
2: happy. <laughs> Oh yeah. It's, it's on a marimba, a little, uh, a child sized marimba currently.
3: So, I mean mounts are super cheap dude I will send you
1: one and
2: well <laughs> there's, there's a lot going on back there that
1: I'm just picturing like the oh,
2: the miracles
1: the dinner party episode of the office <laughs> with the 13 inch plasma <laughs> on the wall <laughs> picturing for heaven. <laughs> and look it folds right into the wall. it's like one of the best scenes ever um all right let's uh let's chat about our uh our betting cards will will work our way through the uh, the different outright markets and the top finishes and a couple of, of interesting head to heads but before we do that I want to tell you guys about our new sponsor tonight it is brook linen the thing is most of us will probably spend about 30 to 35% of our adult lives in beds and that is not the place in life that you want to cut uh, cut corners i can speak uh, Rich and Vicki over at Brooklinen work directly with manufacturers to make luxury available directly to you without the luxury level markups. Brooklinen has a variety of sheets, colors, patterns, and materials to fit your needs and tastes. And this is wild. they are They're so confident that you will love their sheets and other products that they offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. Now, when I order something off Amazon... If I wait like four days, I can't return it anymore. They let you sleep on their sheets for a year and then be like, nah, never mind. And just send them back and you get your money back. That's insane. Um, <laughs> Brooklyn is, uh, is not just sheets. Uh, they have comforters, pillows, towels, and even some loungewear. Uh, so make sure you head over to brooklinen.com. Use the promo code ROTOVIS to get $25 off when you spend $100 or more. Plus, they will get you free shipping. Uh, that's Brooklinen, B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. com, and enter promo code Rotoviz to get twenty five dollars off when you spend a hundred dollars or more. Again, plus free shipping. So make sure you check those guys out. Um, really cool that they are uh, sponsoring the show tonight. So give them give them a look, uh, and we're we're sure that you won't be disappointed. Um, all right, let's uh, let's hit some of these markets uh i know luke you said uh that you you kind of hit on most of your your outright card here uh what what is your card shaping up to be and how are you sort of just in general viewing this week um you know because it is a different week than most with all of these uh top tier golfers
3: yeah so i mean in a normal pga week like I'm basically avoiding all of the top of the field and, and in the players, like you jokingly said, it's kind of this fifth major. And so sometimes in, in these majors or WGCs and fields where um, all of the elites show up, sometimes you gotta, you gotta dip into those lower numbers, you know, because those guys just win these kind of tournaments a lot of times, but the players actually is, is kind of a more random tournament where there's so much water in play. There's so much, there's it's a lot of weird stuff happening that you see, you do see some bombs. I mean, you saw Siwoo Kim 500 to one win um, Rory won as like, obviously a favorite cause he's Rory, but right behind him was Jim Furyk and uh, Eddie Pepperell. So like this week was, it was just kind of, it, it was hard. And, and so, you know, when I'm looking at the board, I like to have as much exposure to as many guys as possible. You know, I, I think that, Sometimes cards, sometimes my cards can get out of hand, like where I'm just like betting every dude in the field. But um, you know that that's the way that I'd rather do it. I'd rather have you know three guys in the fifty to sixty range than one guy in the fifteen to one range. You know, I I just rather have more exposure to more guys. So um, this week, you know, I I wasn't really sure what I was going to get pricing wise, and I was really hoping that Rory would would drift because I love Rory this week. And then he had a good week last week, and so sixteen is—that's what I saw most of the numbers for Rory was sixteen, and that's like kind of a drift compared to what he normally is at ten to twelve. But it still wasn't really kind of doing it for me. So, um, you know, as far as the top of the board, I, I couldn't get in on on the DJs, and you know, I'm never going to bet Xander under twenty. Um, you know, none of none of those really numbers were really interesting to me. But then my book. Uh, that I that I bet most of my golf at posted a twenty five on Cantlay. Had to take that. I think that Cantlay, you know, I mean, he in the little model I ran, he came out number one. He's a Pete Dye guy. He just hits the ball on the screws every single time he swings the club. And uh, assuming that he's all healthy, you know, he pulled out of the WGC, which was weird because that's just a free paycheck. Um, assuming that he's healthy, Patrick Cantlay could absolutely win this. Um data golf does their like course similarity rankings and Sherwood would actually came out number one as the most similar course to uh TBC Sawgrass and Patrick Cantley won there. So um so I got I got down on Patrick Cantley and then the other guy in kind of the top of the shop that I got down on was was Colin Morikawa. It's like I don't what are we doing? Why are why is Colin Morikawa double the number of the other elite golfers all every week? Or triple sometimes. I don't yeah. get
1: it. Yeah, I mean it's it's insane. I, I mean he, you know, he kind of bounced up and down a little bit there, but he's as likely, um, he's as likely to click and and win a tournament as as just about anybody. It feels like. Um, so yeah, that that feels like a mistake. I'm thinking that that probably. Uh, I think he gets one more win and we don't get that anymore. (laughs) I I think they're willing to, to take a, take a gamble one more time. And, uh, and the next time he wins all summer, we're just going to see, see him like 18.
3: Yeah. That's (laughs) what you would think. That would make sense. But I said the same thing after the PGA, I said, you know, rest in peace to 30 plus on Colin Morikawa. And then, Concession, you saw 40s and 50s and things yeah. like that. So, yeah, I mean, since the restart, it's like him, Bryson, and DJ have all won three times. So why is he not? I don't know. It's whatever. I'll take it. I'm gonna bet it every single yeah. time. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure. I uh, I, I agree with um, you know. I, I have a very similar card. Uh, I did do uh, an each way on Rom. Um, Bet three, six, five has like a fifth of the odds for a top eight this week. Um, So some of that was just kind of to, to get access to a better, you know, that, that top eight was, um, you know, better than, than I could get otherwise. So uh, it was sort of a play on that uh, as well. So I know that you, you obviously share your outrights every week. Um, How much, Are you playing, you know, top fives, tens, and twenties relative to that? Are you, um, you know, like, how do you, how do you approach that? Are you, are you playing a ton there as well? Or is it mostly outrights for you?
3: Yeah. So, so I'm in Nevada um, and, you know, Nevada's had legal gambling forever. So it's kind of strange that we have the worst golf betting menu of like anywhere (laughs) in the country. Like if you have a, and access to a sports book you probably have a better golf menu than me so they actually don't even hang top 20s top 10s top fives um hardly ever for majors we'll get you know the top like 10 guys in the field they'll they'll give us a 10 or 20 number um but for for the most part is it's just outright that's all i have access to and so the way that i do my my twitter card you know because like my my betting in real life is slightly different than my Twitter card. I like to do my Twitter card as something that's that, um, everybody could follow for the most part. You know, I try to post numbers that are like widely available matchups that are widely, widely available, that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so I I'm doing none. I'm doing zero top twenties, top tens, top fives. I'm stuck with outrights, which makes it really, really hard to make money because you got to pick the winner. Um, so it's tough, but you know, the way that I, I do my card, it's like I'm I'm usually trying to do between one and a half and two and a half units, you know, right. a, a scalable, um, trackable thing. So so yeah, that, that's that's kind of what I'm looking at. It's like I, I do my Twitter or my, my outright card at the beginning of the week, and then I try to do the matchups individual round week to you know, throughout the rounds throughout the week. Um, and usually it's like I'm trying to target the guys who are actually in the same group because that's what the usually widely available matchups are.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, we, we talked about that a little bit last week um, with Rick. And then as far as like, as far as the head to heads go, you can, you know, you can scroll through, uh, you know, six or seven different books and see, you know, mismatches across the board all over the place. And then you'll see, you know, especially on the weekends, you'll see, you uh, you know, groups and then like the tippy top guys, they'll kind of, uh, across even if there's, uh, even if they're not near each other on the leaderboard. Um, so yeah, we'll, we'll chat about a couple of outrights that, uh, that caught my eye. Um, I have, uh, I also have Burger, uh, on a top 20 and Sergio this week. Burger, they had, uh, plus 190, which I thought was kind of crazy for a top 20. Um, I don't necessarily I'm not like in love with him this week, but I think that one ninety for a top twenty is is like significant value. And Sergio, the uh DraftKings had plus three thirty-five for a top twenty. Um, which I think is just a, a very a very simple yes, I will bet that. Um and and deal with the deal with the repercussions when he's taking chunks out of the green or whatever happens over the weekends. <laughs> Have um, anything anything that jumped out to you uh, as far as guys with value on an outright or uh, yeah. any of these other so, finish positions?
2: Yeah, so it's interesting because you know we were talking about um, some of the chalk and John Rom is sitting on Fanduel sports book at seventeen to one right now, which I'm very shocked about because you would think you know that's something that um you know some of these other uh, outlets like a, a bar like even as simple as like a bar stool would talk about because you have a known name a known yeah a notable name rather um you know sitting at such a such a good price like that so it's like I'm surprised he has as much value as he does and, and this is actually across some of the other books too I mean even 15 to one at Draftkings or uh, 16 to one at William Hill if you have access to that, um, yeah. That seems a little too cheap again for like one of the top top players in the world. And then, you know, if we want to talk about other names, uh, you know, that might be willing to throw out there on outrights, uh, Kevin Strailman at 240 to one, if you really have the balls to go there. Um, he's I mean, he's someone that fits well here from a driving accuracy perspective. Everything else is a little bit questionable statistically, but at those odds, I mean, even if he does one thing right, like he does, like he does, I think it's worth the outright bet. Um, I think Kevin Na and Matt Coocher, you can throw into those uh, into those boats as well. Uh, I know we haven't talked about those, but you're getting them at, I mean, depending on the book, you can get them as good as you know one forty to one on Na, uh, two ten on Coocher. Um, I mean, I'm just looking at FanDuel, um, and I kind of DraftKings. So, yeah, I mean, those at, are some guys. Yeah, go ahead.
1: No, I was just gonna say at at 140, I I definitely like Nah. I think yeah. I saw like some 90s around. I think MGM had him at 90, which I don't think is is a bet. Um, but I think 140 is is pretty uh, pretty reasonable for him.
2: Yeah,
1: Kevin Nah
3: is a guy who wins golf tournaments like right. a lot. <laughs> like way more than most other people i mean i think he's got like four wins in the last two years or something you know i mean he yeah. wins at a pretty high clip he won this season at a big number and and uh when we're talking about a golf tournament where distance doesn't matter you know kevin Na fits that bill he if he can get the ball and play off the tee sometimes his irons just get red hot and then putting wise i mean there's not many that are better than kevin Na. Yeah. Yeah, I I've, and I
2: have I have one more bet that I think is worth discussing. Oh and that's Doc Redman for a top five. You're getting it at sixty-six to one on DraftKings right now. And I think the talent is there to at least say that sixty six to one is not a good line to set, especially when across that's the industry, top five. Top five. Top five. Yeah, right. Cause like even when you compare his DraftKings odds to other books like Fanduel and William Hill, Fanduel has that same uh, same bet priced at forty nine or uh, yeah forty nine to one, and William Hill forty five. Right, so sixty six to one. I mean, that's just good closing line value. Um, or that might not be the ideal term, but you know what I mean, right? I mean, if yeah, if, Sklansky if bucks, other, we got it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: No, I, I'm yeah. I, seriously like, yeah, oh, yeah, if if you're if you're like borderline on a guy who's being offered at like 40 to one somewhere and he's 66 to one somewhere else, like you're going to be probably OK with that.
2: Yeah, I mean, those, those are fine. I mean, that's a fine bet just because of the pricing difference, which I'm surprised because I'm pretty sure they all use. Well, I mean, fan I mean, the retail books, I'm pretty sure they all use. Sports Radar anyway, not Sports Radar. The other one, you know what I mean? They all use the same place to calculate their odds. So I'm surprised. Yeah, that
1: that's a pretty that, like that that's a pretty out. big discrepancy. Yeah. I think there's a chance that I think there's a chance that just like not many people have have hit that maybe at DraftKings and and everywhere else. I got like, you know, three or four bets on it and it moved and just nobody happened to do it. At DraftKings or whatever. Um, That's true. I mean, there yeah. is,
2: I think FanDuel does have a little bit more availability. So I don't
1: know. Yeah. Um, all right. Let's, uh, let's hit a couple of, of tourney head to heads and then, uh, then we'll get out of here. I do. I think we'd be, um, I think the people would be very upset if we didn't talk about Spieth in some capacity. So uh very interesting line here. speeth uh for the tourney against Hatton. Uh they have Hatton at FanDuel minus one seventy-four. Uh to Speeds 136. Any uh any strong feelings there? You think that's I think that's probably pretty close. Um but I'm I'm curious what you think there.
3: I, I always like to take the plus money in matchups almost across the board. Like I hardly ever bet favorites unless it's just egregious. Um, so I would, I would probably pass on that because Jordan Spieth spray he's a sprayer spray ball yeah. off the tee. And there is, there is danger left and right at this course. I was doing a hole by hole breakdown. And it's like almost an equal number of holes where there's water left and water right. And, You know, Spieth is the kind of guy who can hit one in the water, drop it, hit it to 30 feet, and make that par putt. We saw that um, on the weekend. Yeah. (laughs) So, but I don't know how many times you you have that in the in the bank in a given week. So, I think I think Hatton is much more of the hit it straight every time kind of guy. Stay out of danger. So it makes a lot of sense to me that he's the favorite in that matchup. yeah, Spieth. God, he's playing unbelievable right now. I mean, he's just got he's got the magic back. So it's, you know, I wouldn't be mad at somebody for just taking the big plus money on a guy who's red hot, but that's not a
2: bet for me.
1: Uh, how about we didn't we didn't talk about Fleetwood or uh, or Reed really uh, much at all. They, there's a matchup there uh, minus one fifty two on Reed to Fleetwood's plus one twenty.
3: Again, just the I hate lane so much juice. I really like Reed. I have an outright on Reed. I think that he's disrespected in, in uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, you know, DFS and he's, he's disrespected on the odds board always because people hate Reed and people don't bet or play guys that they hate. It's just pretty simple, but Patrick Reed wins a lot of golf tournaments. Patrick Reed contends in a lot of golf tournaments, um, so, I mean, I would I would favor him over Tommy Ladd every time. <laughs> Tommy's, Tommy's just I, – I just don't know what we're going to get from him in any given week. You know, it, it, Florida's his jam for sure. He doesn't win in America. He doesn't – he contends once in a while in America. He had a nice week last week, but he's another guy who off the tee he can get real squirrely. And yeah. if he gets squirrely here,
1: good luck. Yeah, for sure. Uh, la- last one, because I just find this one hilarious, because I I make it literally uh, an exact tie from my simulator. Uh, Justin Rose against Lanto Griffin. Uh, right now at, let's see, they're offering at four places. Let's see who has the best or the closest odds. So at, at Penny, they have Rose minus 103 and Lanto minus 113. Can you imagine, like two years ago, hearing those odds on those two guys?
3: No, you, yeah, that's uh, two years ago. Justin Rose was up there in the top ten of the world, yeah. right? But Lanto Griffin's a—he's a, the real deal. Yeah, that guy's—that guy plays big boy golf. Like, if you look at um, all of his finishes recently at the big tournaments, you know, elite fields, he he performs in elite fields. That guy's the real deal. I, I would probably lay lean Lanto in that matchup. And we also don't know about the health of Justin Rose. You know, he might've been protecting the brand after that nine, he might've actually been hurt. Yeah. It's hard to say. Um, he's been just very hit and miss lately. It's like he had a good Saudi finish. He's been terrible a lot on the PGA tour. Um, Lanta, so that guy's rock solid every week. Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, I definitely, I would definitely play Lanto there. Actually, at, at Chris, they have uh, Lanto minus one hundred eight, uh, Taros is minus one twenty three. So I, th- I think that that's, I think that's definitely a uh, reasonable bet. Um, right. All right, man. Well, thanks, thanks a lot for uh, for taking the time. As always, I'm I'm always very appreciative. I know people have busy lives, and uh, I I do appreciate you taking the time to uh, to come join us. Um, make sure again that you're following Luke on Twitter at Luke sweated out uh, and check out his card and, uh, and show him some love on the, uh, on the old Twitter streets. Thanks again, man.
3: Hey, thank you guys.
1: Uh, Evan, as always, it's been a pleasure. Oh, of course we will. uh, We'll see you. We'll see all next week. Um, There is exactly one spot left in the listener league. uh, If you're, to listen to this um you you get the uh the golden ticket if you uh if you move fast here um all right thanks again we will talk soon see you.